Matthew Lillard as Shaggy, best casting in a movie ever. That is my hot take. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that just wants Sugar Gay, oh, sorry, Sugar Ray <laughs> to pop in for a quick cameo. I'm your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by Scrappy-Doo himself. It's Michael Flaherty, guys. Give it up for Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Dappy-Doo, baby. I am here, and I am, and unlike this movie, I'm not going away. <laughs> and not getting just d- just ridiculously dated. I was about to say, yeah, exactly. And and I'm going to avoid being, being dated back to the early to mid-2000s. Well, guys... Like like I'm sure you've been able to guess from our intro today, we are talking about the 2002 wonderfully 2000s movie Scooby Doo, and this was like a childhood movie of mine, guys. This was like in the this was in you know in the cycle of the movies that I would watch. It was like this George of the Jungle, Spider Man, like it was like it was all these. And this movie had a big part of that. Now. This movie, going back to it now, it's definitely like a movie of like two parts. One being of the beloved Scooby-Doo series, which, you know, I loved as a kid. You know, when I saw this, I loved the movie. And the other half being early 2000s pop culture. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. This is... Mm. I, I couldn't agree more with that whole description, man. This movie screen this movie is very 2000s and if you were born in the same sort of era that we were, this movie is near and dear to your heart cuz god damn does this movie bring me back. That's all I got to say. It, this movie just brings me the hell back. <laughs> now, and this is one of those things that you like when you go back and you look at it you realize just how many people were involved. Like, for instance, James Gunn of Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy wrote this movie. And, you know, I I didn't know that up until, you know, a few like a few years ago, m- much past my childhood. But what even shocked me more was some of the actors that were associated with this movie before it even got into production. Some of the names attached, if you will. And one of the and a few of the names that shocked me was Tim Curry was originally going to be involved with this movie. He was told about, you know, oh, like there's a Scooby-Doo movie. And he was like, I want in. I'm a fan. Let's do this. But once Tim Curry found out Scrappy-Doo was going to be in this movie, he dropped out. He was like, nope. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. He was like, nope, don't want none of this. Nope, I'm out. Man, Tim Curry, that's how you know Tim Curry's an OG because he's heard the phrase scrappy doos in this and he went, oh no, fuck that. I, I don't want any part of this. He goes, fuck this movie and all it stands for. Dude, I was about to say, I, I do want to pose to you, Max. Were you a Scooby-Doo kid? Like watching the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. I was okay. A, I, was a, I was a fan. I was, um, I had some of the, Direct to you know remember the direct to video like oh, uh, yeah. Zombie Island mm-hmm. Cyber Cyber Chase was one that like Cyber was, free, Chase that was I it. watched Cyber mm-hmm. Chase was oh, it oh yeah oh yeah no I okay so I feel like you I because I I feel like you can then empathize with mm-hmm. Tim Curry's anti Scrappy Do sentiment because mm-hmm. I sure as shit do because anytime that little motherfucker came on screen you know a little kid me was just like oh hell here we go again. <laughs> 
I just saw it and I was just like, fuck this guy. Fuck, you know, fuck everything he stands for. Exactly. I have vague memories of watching like a pup named Scooby-Doo whenever I Mm. was sick at home in like early elementary school. And that's just, that's what I would watch. Scooby-Doo, like that was my jam, which I feel like looking at, you know, how much I like horror movies now, I was like, it's it's making sense it, it tracks yeah, exactly you're starting to see where the pieces fell because you're like you're like wow i really was a scooby-doo kid oh that makes sense you know that makes sense now that makes it, sense it all, now. it all makes sense but and i want i wanted to get back to some of the uh, other people that were involved with this movie and just list their names so jim carrey oh was attached to play Sha- like he was i think they were like in talks of playing shaggy at one point Sarah Gilbert, I think she's been done like some stuff with like Roseanne. She was attached oh. to play Velma, and at one point, Mike Myers was reportedly involved. And I be- I don't don't quote me on this. I think I saw this on like IMDb, like under the trivia section somewhere. But he w- that Mike Myers was once at one point like in talks for playing Shaggy, which it's. It's so weird hearing that anyone was was in competition with Matthew Lillard to play Shaggy because I I don't because I feel like I can't I know I'm not I know I'm not the only one who feels this but Shaggy and Matthew Lillard that is like chocolate and that's like chocolate and ice cream man mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. holy shit you can't think of anything with you can't think of the two as two separate things Mm -hmm. like that guy is so perfect so quintessentially shaggy Mm -hmm. hearing even like people like jim carrey or mike myers and they're both great in their own rights but hearing even them in the same sphere as shaggy feels off because it Mm -hmm. because like bro all of the characters owned it all the characters mm-hmm. own their roles, but Shaggy specifically, my God, that guy is, mm-hmm. my God, he was born to play that role. <clears throat> yeah, Matthew Lillard, like, just is Shaggy, and he's even don- gone on to voice Shaggy in some of the 21st century Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. films yep. and TV shows. But I have a question for you. With all those names that I've listed, you know, with your Jim Carrey's, your Mike Myers, and Matthew Lillard, who, you know, at the time he was, you know, in some... I think this was like right after Scream. Yeah. So he was in some things. But why wasn't Matthew McConaughey approached to play Shaggy? No. Because no, 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 no. No. Think about it. No, no, no. 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 At least approached. Uh, uh, uh. At least approached. He wouldn't wouldn't have done the character justice, but like think of like people in the 90s, like late 90s, early 2000s that you think like, okay, you know, like maybe. Maybe the the problem with McConaughey is McConaughey at the time didn't have that. McConaughey was was just party animal. He wasn't Mm -hmm. Matthew McConaughey was never goofy hippie. Mm-hmm. He was always well, he was confused. always party animal. Da- mm-hmm. No, Dazed and Confused. He played a party animal. He still he did not mm-hmm. play a hippie because the 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 man just played a creep in Dazed and Confused. Let's just call a spade <laughs> a spade here. He played a creep, but it's just, yeah no. But McConaughey, I feel like Mah- McConaughey could have played Fred. 
if McConaughey yep. got approached for yep. Fred, I would have been like, that feels pretty apt, honestly. Mm-hmm. I that feels fairly apt. I guess I was looking at it more from like Matthew McConaughey and like, you know, today how we view him today. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, because he, yeah, he does have very spaced out drifter vibes mm-hmm. and very hippie-ish sort of like mantra chilled out sort of sense. So I do understand the McConaughey today if he was aged down, totally mm-hmm. plain shaggy. But at that time, all McConaughey did was drink and screw. So I don't know if he would have been the best shaggy. <laughs> Now, we actually mentioned James Gunn earlier, and one thing I learned was he originally thought of this as like, you know, like a PG-13 to R-rated comedy movie. And I believe Mm -hmm. there was talks of, you know, a Velma and Daphne romance, Shaggy flat out smoking weed in one scene. Why didn't we get that version? I, you know what, I would have, I would have loved that version, but I do have to keep it really, really honest James Gunn couldn't get the R rating or PG-13 rating, so he made fucking lemonade with the lemons that he got. Because, bro, there is zero. There's so many references. There's so many references, and there's zero subtlety for anyone over the age of fucking 16 or 17. Because you just watch this, and you're like, oh, who's Shaggy's love interest? Mary Jane. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. What is Shaggy? What is she, what is like the initial cut of the fucking mystery machine? Oh, it's of smoke rising out of the top on a on like Venice Beach, and you're like, oh, okay, uh huh, uh huh, okay, I see where this is going now. So, Mike, now we're gonna get to the million dollar question of this podcast. Lay it on if Scooby Doo the movie from two thousand two were a drink, what would it be, and why? Okay, so I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm. See, uh, there's no situation, there's no spin on a drink. This is just a drink and mm-hmm. an item attached to this drink. Okay, we got props here. Lay so, on me. so, so, exactly. It's like it's you. Well, actually, no. It's something you add to the drink. Never mind. It's something you do add to the drink, but it is a prop that you add to the drink. Okay, hear me out. You'll you'll understand later on what I'm trying to say. So. I'm trying to think of the general aesthetic of this movie. Like, mm-hmm. this movie is takes place in the tropics, so obviously it's got to be a tropical drink. Mm-hmm. This movie's got very 2000s-y vibes. It's very sort of, it takes place during spring break in, a co- in, in this, like, college destination. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, college alcohol, rum. Mm-hmm. Easy. Tropical college. Mm-hmm. Tropical flavors. Pineapple. Mm-hmm. All this stuff, you know? So I'm thinking pina colada. That's my mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, pina colada. Because come on, it takes place in the tropics. It's an easy to drink drink. Popular in those tropical destinations where spring break happens. Like, mm-hmm. I, like you're seeing where all these pieces fall together. Mm-hmm. But because it's Scooby-Doo and there's got to be a little bit of something, something thrown in to really like fucking send it, make it its own and like throw a wrench in things and make it a little weird. Drop a, just crush a habanero pepper, drop it in the shaker, <laughs> shake it, pour it in. You got yourself, you're drinking and you're enjoying the pina colada and then you go, oh my God, what the hell is that? That's that, that's that Scooby-Doo spice to 
to to add to your little spring break trip. What? <laughs> okay, so spoiler alert for my drink. Mine also involved a pina colada. So we I was like, okay, we're going down a similar route. I want to see I want to see what you're going to do with it. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, maybe he'll drop some type of I don't know something like you know hippie-ish with it like i don't know mm-hmm. no one even like oh maybe he'll drop some like drop some acid smoke a joint beforehand or something like that and it's like no nah, crush a habanero pepper and pour that shit in there that's the drink what <laughs> that's confusing you didn't, you didn't fucking expect it did you but hey plenty of there are plenty of those tropical drinks that have a little kick to them so it all fits together so, what, what, now we're going to have to try that one. Um, so, <laughs> with my drink, I want, I want a similar direction. I want, it like, I want a similar but not similar. So, with the island motif, I'd lean that, you know, the base liquor would be rum, naturally. Now, from just knowing rum, okay, we have a few directions we can go, but here's the direction I went. Now, stick with me. The movie at its core is taking characters that were prominent in the 60s to 70s, right? Mm-hmm. And bringing them to modern times. Now, for us, in that's in 2022. But for this movie, that is the early 2000s, okay? So, what was a rum cocktail that, was, that like exploded in popularity in the 60s and 70s? It was a pina colada. Absolutely. Pina colada, like, it just exploded in popularity and let's let's go on. Let's get like a lit one of those little things of that. Okay, a little thing of pina colada. Now, this movie is only trying to appeal to like you know the kid teen audience of the early two thousand. You know, with college students going and you know partying. And I was doing research trying to figure out like what was a popular alcohol during that time. And I'll tell you what it was: a Bacardi Breezer. A you ever heard Bac- of a? Bac- a Bacardi Breezer. Please tell me what a Bacardi Breezer is, Max. I am interested. It's like a fizzy Bacardi Alcopop. I believe that is what that is the way that it was described. Uh. And it comes in like multiple flavors. And the flavor that I specifically chose was a lime. You know, kind of get like the green, you know, aesthetic of it. So okay, okay. let's take let's take the two of those and let's just fucking mix them together. And I'm like, okay, like that's that's all well and good, but like I feel like we still need something a little bit more. We need like I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like let's let's take let's take the extra step with it. So let's just throw in like a dash of NyQuil that makes you have hallucinations that Mr. Bean is a fucking robot, and boom, there you go. That's this drink, that's this movie. What? You heard me. I okay. <laughs> you don't have a leg to stand on. What are you what? talking about? <laughs> You're talking about hallucinating that Rowan Atkinson is a robot and and <laughs> okay. I do respect that we both went after Peter Coladas because that mm-hmm. is that is Loki great. Because, That's the aesthetic of this movie. Because this movie is a fucking Peter Colada through and fucking through. <laughs> it's just our interpretations are slightly different i would almost propose we do we do a combination a combination okay the messed how, up how, at midnight the messed up at midnight scooby-doo the, pina colada 
Ooh, okay. Okay. You crush so, up you crush up the habanero and you do and you put in the what was it? The hallucinogenic that you said? <laughs> Nyquil. Nyquil. There you go. Throw in some Nyquil. So you got a habanero pepper, some Nyquil, rum, and pineapple. And a and a random Bacardi breezer. Oh yeah, and a Bacardi breezer. Which by the way, th- apparently those those aren't like they, they, those don't exist anymore. They were no, like only no. prominent like at the time. But you can, I think you can do like a homemade Bacardi Breezer. Oh, yiffy. Which I think, I, what was it? I'm pulling it, I'm pulling it's, it up right now. It was like um, white rum, orange juice, and Fanta, which I'm like, that That just sounds early that 2000s. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds very 2000s. You are correct. I can already see the Fanta girls coming out just like dancing. <laughs> The Fanta girls come out in the Scooby Doo drinking our Scooby Doo pina like, colada. No, you just see you just Sugar Ray's like singing Sugar like Ray fly, and the Fanta girls come out with like Bacardi breezers. <laughs> and that was like the most two thousand sentence that we could have ever said. Oh, well, guys, if, if you guys want to play a game, get grab yourself a drink, and every time me or Mike makes a reference to the two thousands, take a drink. Please don't do this. We don't want to send you to the hospital. I was about to I say like we're going to be saying that a lot throughout this. I was about to say, there, do yourself a favor and don't do that. Do just save yourself, save your liver, save your liver the functionality it needs. As Mike's sitting there, you hear his, you hear his drink mixing around, and you're just like, oh, I was about fuck, to say, I mean, go. look, I'm going to be following following along, but I'm a trained idiot, so I mean. <laughs> So guys, let us crack open a cold one. Crack open your messed up at midnight pina colada at home. And let's talk about the 2002 Scooby-Doo movie. Right off the bat, we get a reggae version of the Scooby-Doo theme song. And we are thrown right into the mystery at a, at the wow Toy Factory and the case of the Luna Ghost. All right. So ghost bursts through and holy shit, that outfit that the ghost had, it just fits the Scooby-Doo look perfectly, but the glowing mm-hmm. of it is a little bit atrocious and leaves something to ask for. But, you know, it's the early 2000s, so <laughs> what 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 are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we get to meet all of our characters here, and we really get an idea of who they are as people. Daphne... She's the damsel in distress. She's getting kidnapped. Velma's planning, making sure everything's good to go. And then we see Fred and holy fuck, his hair. It's like early stage Justin Bieber went through a fucking paper shredder. Yeah, it's like it's like if it's like if it's like if fucking Justin Bieber and and like and like coconut head from Ned's Declassified coconut just got their head. hair just jammed in a paper shredder. Yeah, I brought fucking coconut head into this, baby. This is a 2000s episode, and I'm going to make it sound like one. We're going to be dropping all the references throughout this episode. Fucking Ned's Declassified, Drake and Josh. Well, maybe not Drake and Josh. Um, I was going to say, let's Josh. leave. It's just Josh. Josh. It's just and Josh. And Josh. <laughs> so, and you know, Shaggy and Scooby, they're in a barrel for some weird reason. Going full Tony Hawk. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we'll get there. But before we even get to the scene of the skateboarding Shaggy and Scooby in a barrel, Mike, I want to let's talk about Scooby's effects. Let's talk oh. about the effects of one Scoobert do. Scoobert Dubert do. Scoobert Dubert do. <laughs> Mike, Mike what do you think of these effects? I okay, okay. I feel like this movie has a you need to really look at it with context, and then you okay. can start appreciating it. Mm-hmm. Context, okay, just flat visually. Eh, it's okay. It's better than a lot of points and than a lot of other things in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it still leaves something to be desired. Mm-hmm. It's not it's, great. It's not. It's not. It's not low budget knockoff quality just yet. It hasn't reached Jimmy Neutron levels of bad. Mm-hmm. Uh it's not good. Definitely not good though. Super not good. Um, the I'm trying to think what else. It's like, but contextually speaking, with mm-hmm. with the knowledge that you have that you that one would have of like CGI from the 2000s, pretty goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Do if you, you put th- it in perspective, awesome. Do you think that like there will ever be a point where we could do have a good CGI Scooby Doo? Like, I mean, and again, regardless of however you feel about like you know the Scooby Doo of this movie, do you think that it's possible for us to have a good CGI Scooby Doo? Oh yeah, yeah. See the thing. See, see the problem that I feel like you run into when making Scooby Doo mm-hmm. is I feel like. I, I feel like people will try and go like, like, like a like a Scooby Doo version of like Airbud or something, and that's mm-hmm. not what you what you should be mm-hmm. doing. Like they'd be going, "What if it's a realistic dog that spoke?" And you're like, "No, no, 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 nope, that's nope. not." Then, no. then, then you get like creepy. Then you get creepy ass like Sonic the Hedgehog when they try to make him realistic in the internet. Yeah, exactly. In the movie exactly. Studio. Oh my god. <laughs> God, that silhouette haunts me to this day. I think they could do a good CGI Scooby-Doo today. They would just need to make it really cartoony. I, I feel like agree. they could. I can agree with that, but I think it's just like, it doesn't really feel like Scooby is a part of his environment. Like, if you look around, like, like, at certain parts. Yeah, like, 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 overlaid and, like, shadows aren't affecting him in the same way. And there are some moments that mm-hmm. actually later on in this scene that I do want to touch on, but we're going to, we're just going to uh, blow through some of this. So by the way, um, Shaggy's mullet, like as soon as I saw this, I was like, Oh yeah, you know, we're, we're, we have to talk about this movie. Cause as you guys know, the official haircut for the messed up at midnight podcast is the mullet. Absolutely. We're yeah. a mullet positive zone. We're mullet positives here. And I got it. And like, I think Matthew Lillard has had the best mullet we've covered here. What do you think? I think he doesn't. He definitely has the one that's the most unironically well pulled off. Mm-hmm. Um, still a little ridiculous. Still a little ridiculous. But it's definitely not samurai cop levels of like holy shit the mullets. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like you it's, know it's. It's not like the professional mullet of like Puppet Master. This is like, you know. My God, it is not that level. <laughs> this is just a good quality mullet. I'm going to say 10. I'm going to say 10 out of 10. Or is it 9, 10 out, nine, out of 10? Nine, that nine, is nine, a mullet. 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Because, you know, we haven't encountered a 10 out of 10 mullet yet. Yet. 
<laughs> so there. So long story short, the plan of this the gang doesn't work. Shaggy slips on oil. Fred kills the environment by like wasting water. Velma has her leg broken by a falling chain attached to her. It's just fucking chaos here. Mm-hmm. We get this skateboarding scene that Mike mentioned, and there is one particular shot here. Okay, so Scooby and Shaggy are skateboarding now. It's supposed to be slowed down, and you guys have heard me talk about choppy-ass slow-mo, and if that's the look you're going for, that's great. I am not one. If you say, like, this is the way it was supposed to look, I'm like, okay, cool, awesome, you know. That's great. But what I don't really have patience for is when different parts are of different frame rates. So, like, if you look at this one shot, you can see that, like, Scooby's the Scooby's the top half and Shaggy's the lower half and we got this barrel. So you see that like everything around everything other than Scooby is like choppy slowed down and meanwhile Scooby's arms and body are just moving like it's fucking natural. And for some yeah. reason I had to rewind that shot three times on like that no one really saw a problem with this. No yeah, no it's- no one at all. Like Scooby is like in moving smoothly like his arms are going around in circles and shaggy's just choppy 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 how did how did no one miss this (laughs) i don't know what it is about kids movies but it feels like kids movies everyone who's working on it are way more carefree Mm -hmm. not careless they still care Mm -hmm. if it's if it's a if it's a worthwhile kids movie then they'll put genuine effort into it but so there are a non-zero amount of times i've i have seen a movie that is you know generally intended for a younger audience and i've just seen a bunch of careless shit mm-hmm. just in and that i've kind of sit there going like this we really didn't we really didn't just cut this part out nope okay i mean to cool. be fair like you know it's a kid's movie you know what what yeah. what like you know six year six seven eight years gonna sit there and just be like doesn't match up yeah no, match i was up. like what's going on you know, uh, i'm sorry uh my immersion is broken the lighting that's on scooby-doo is a little lackluster and he's like, no the seven-year-old's gonna be like that is in fact the dog i know <laughs> that's in fact the dog i know and he's doing the thing that i like yay yeah yeah, I was about to say. I'm like, they're 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 obviously gonna sit there and just be like, yes, perfect. <laughs> this perfect. is doing what I want. I am entertained, <laughs> and that's yeah, all that exactly. matters. It's a kids movie. Just entertain them. So, long story short, they George of the Jungle this ghost into some toys. Scooby teabags Daphne, and hooray, the day is saved. They caught the evil ghost, and all of a sudden, the mystery machine bursts through a wall only to reveal that Jesus Christ it's driven by Pamela Anderson and like this isn't like you know pre-sex tape Pamela this is post Tommy Lee sex tape how is this allowed in this movie it is it is it is it is I again things I forgot in this movie because I sat there and just was watching and I just saw the mystery sheet fucking Kool-Aid man from, from stage left. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? And then not only that, but then Pamela Anderson fucking rolls out and I'm like, 
double what the fuck? <laughs> I was what, like, what's, I got a question. What, what's more shocking, this or the Sugar Ray cameo we get later? <laughs> okay, all right. This one floored me. This mm-hmm. one genuinely shocked me. I will say that. This one genuinely surprised me. The mm-hmm. Sugar Ray one, I was just, I sat there grinning ear to ear and went, hell yeah. Hell <laughs> fucking yeah. I was like, oh yeah. It was it was almost a sin that, that, like, if this movie didn't include a Sugar Ray cameo. Right? Right? Like, honest to God. Like, can you think of a band that is more early 2000s? Like, 2001, 2002, 2000. Like, than, like, Sugar Ray. Maybe fucking Smash Mouth. But, like... No, Smash Mouth already, Smash Mouth, like Shrek already claimed Smash Mouth. So Scooby was like, like I said, yeah, exactly. Shrek's got Smash Mouth. So Sugar Ray's here. You're like, yes. Why did I think of that? (laughs) Well, can you imagine if like those movies like flipped bands and it was like Sugar Ray was in Shrek and Smash (laughs) Scooby-Doo? Shrek just, Shrek does his morning routine to fly by Sugar Ray. Whereas like everyone's grooving, well, well, everyone on Spooky Island is grooving out to fucking like some body Body Just later in the movie, instead, like, instead, it's the lead singer of Smash Mouth serenading Daphne to uh, All Star. Oh, I see. I was I was going to go for a more a more public, a more a more recent note note, and just say he's going to get really drunk and start threatening someone's life. <laughs> anyway. Getting, getting back to the movie and yeah, getting away yeah, from get Smash Mouth. Get back to Pamela Anderson Kool-Aid manning the mystery machine into a factory. That's a real sensible line. So Freddie and Pamela, I guess they have like, I don't know, a thing going on. So, oh, by the way, apparently ghost hunters in this universe like have fucking like legions of adoring fans because you got like, you know, people coming in asking for autographs. One guy's like dressed like Fred. And... <sighs> They go to reveal who it is, and big shock, it's old man Smithers, who yeah, just exactly. wanted to go on a date with Pamela Anderson. And I mean, like, to, to be fair, like, I mean, I get it, you know? Yeah, no, I was like, it makes sense. It's Pamela Anderson, that makes sense. You're like, you're not going to sit there and be like, what a weirdo. You're like, nope, I Definitely get that. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what haunting a you know toy factory had to do with that. But you know, if that if that's what you got to do to get her attention, then uh, cool. Awesome. I was about to say. I was about to say it, it is a weird avenue to pick. It is a weird avenue to pick. You're like, how do I get her attention? Hmm. Do I no I, toy factory? There we go. Toy factory. <laughs> Guys, leave celebrities alone. Unless, unless we tell you to bother them, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> unless we, uh, unless we sick you on them. <laughs> Don't listen to anybody else. Listen to us. You only listen to the messed up at midnight podcast. This is like this is like the weird culty brainwashing portion. <laughs> Guys, we're gonna move out to a desert, and we're all gonna be like you know dressed in robes, and we're going to meditate oh for hours. Double thirty seconds to Mars. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> so the long and the short after this scene is the gang they have a fight you know dad like velma's mad that fred keeps taking credit for all the ideas the, does it really even matter while they're fighting they break up they the gang breaks up 
and they just decide to go their separate ways, leaving Shaggy with the mystery machine. And I, I got an adult question. Was a, was a machine was a mystery machine paid off? Was it in Shaggy's name? Was this a business expense? There are so many. <laughs> why does Sha- why is it? Why does Shaggy get the mystery machine? Why not yeah, Fred? Why not Velma? Why not Daphne? I was about to say it. It does seem like a very odd. It does. You know what? I would. I. I do have to say. You know, on the other side though, be weird if it went to anyone other than Shaggy though. Let's yeah. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it a buck. Shaggy no, was the most v- hashtag van life of all of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really see. You know, like if it's just Fred driving around. In a van, you know, with neon, you know, tied eye on the side with mystery machine. Then you pull up and it's just, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. sitting inside. Like that, 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 that just doesn't make sense. Just a whole ass Freddie Prince Jr. just chilling, just ready to solve some crimes. You're like, you're like, man, wasn't what I was expecting, but to be honest, you're like, okay, that's fine. So after this scene, we flash forward two years. We get a weed. We get the weed joke Mike mentioned at the beginning, where he panned down. We see smoke, and then we go in. Like, oh look, it's Shaggy and Scooby. They're eating eggplant burgers with chocolate. Like th- those are those are Shaggy's words, not mine. And so hot sauce. Oh, and and sure, cool, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, I, I haven't had one, so you know. Hey, no judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, they're eating like they're eating like pregnant women, but like, <laughs> no, no, they're eating like stoners. So, oh yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. They they're they're eating like stoners. I was thinking weird food cravings, but then I'm like, stoners have those too, so that makes more sense. It's like you know, stoners, pregnant women. Eh, you know, they're just... <laughs> they're, they're the same. They're the same. They, they, they fall into the same, same category. <laughs> so. This guy comes up and is like, hey, you guys want to, you know, solve a case? And you want to come solve this case on this place called Spooky Island? And after, you know, much convincing by this guy, literally just saying the words, all you can eat, they agree. You know, they would have gotten paid $10,000, but you know what? Hey, that doesn't matter. You know, that all you can eat buffet is all that matters to Shaggy and Scooby. So we go to the airport and Fred has swapped out his Bieber shredder haircut for something a, a little bit more sensible and more in line with, you know, the classic clean cut Fred look. Mm-hmm. And I, I, why was the decision made to have him have that like weird Bieber shredder like haircut? Like that, that, that literally made him look like me in the eighth grade. Like it just, it was not working for him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're, you're forgetting one key fact it's Freddie Prince Jr. Fucking like, Freddie, Prince. Freddie Prince Jr. could pull off like he he, he could pull, pull off, off like, quite a bit. We, we remember. Like, go ahead. I was gonna say he could pull off like you know the bad mullet. You know what I mean? Like when it's oh, like yeah. it was like you know like bangs that come like halfway down your forehead and they're like very mm-hmm. thin and the long right. hair is like kind of right. you know right like he could pull that off. I, I just want to say. I just want to say we we all remember seeing him in She's All That and I Know What You Did last summer. Like the man could pull off some weird hair hairstyles. So this is pretty on brand. You know, good, good for him. 
good for him. So, so you know, we kind of get like caught up to where everybody's at. Velma's working for NASA. Fred's a published author. Daphne, you know, at first I was like, oh, she's probably like involved in a scandal or something. But no, she's she she's a black belt, and you know, Shaggy is Shaggy. So they're so like the gang, like they all got the same message, like, oh, we need you to come to this island. But Shaggy's like, hey, how am I going to get you know around airport security a year after 9-11 when this movie was released? So they decide, you know, for Scooby to pull a like Medea before Tyler Perry, but but not before Big Mama's house with Martin Lawrence, which I (laughs) got a I got a funny story about that. The director of this movie actually also directed Big Mama's house. That's two (laughs) movies back to back where somebody, you know, puts on the dress. That's that's it is fun. It is really funny and very odd to mm-hmm. see a niche form within a director at such an early point. So, yeah, they they come up and Scooby's like, you know. He is dressed and Shaggy is referring to him as like, oh, that's, you know, that's just my grandma. That's fine. But Shaggy's also saying like, hey, we, I just want to get the gang back together. Which, you know, sounds like that old guy, you know, that peaked in high school. But then we get some like early 2000s movies and these guys on a plane and holy shit, the 2000s. I was about to say, oh, my God, it is like it is like someone condensed all the extras from American Pie and all just and just and just put them on a plane because my God, every there's so much going on. Everyone, there are so many 2000s hairstyles. The patterns are all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. It is it is everything. It is so fucking much. Yeah, it de- it it definitely feels like the studio saw like, you know, the teen comedy and how like that was on the rise and they're like, "Hey, let's do that." But with Scooby Doo instead. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's make really it, weird. Let's make it PG too. Yeah, it's 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 definitely you could already see that you'd already see them them pulling in the like teen R-rated comedy tropes and aesthetics mm-hmm. and then going This is still for kids though. And you're like, oh, okay. All right. All right. You're like, we fine, we, fine. We we can't have adver- advertising pull out of this one. We really need the money, so this is for kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Shaggy and Scooby there. Shaggy and Scooby, they're on the plane, and we see Shaggy's love interest. So Scooby, so Shaggy's like, hey, you know, you need, like, you know, hey, come, come, come sit over here, like, if you need to. And Scooby, and he's trying to, like, get his, you know, grandma, who's Scooby, to try to, you know, get out of the way. But Scooby reluctantly is a wingman, and he just, you know, gets out of the way. So that way, Shaggy and Mary Jane, the person, not, not the, the weed, drug, not not the weed, can can have a conversation and eat actual dog treats and talk about how much they like each, how much they like. Yeah. It. Okay. Okay. Con, can we can we add some context to things now? What context would like, you like to add? Just just the fact that like in canonically in the Scooby Doo universe that Scooby snacks are dog food. Mm-hmm. 
Is it? Like, 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 there's no, there's like, like for, like for like a while. I, I don't think in any of the old cartoons, they ever sat there and explicitly went, Scooby Snacks, they're a dog food. It was mostly just, this is a treat that both Shaggy and the dog enjoy. That was kind of, I feel like the most they went into what Scooby Snacks were. This movie was just like, it's dog food and Shaggy eats it. You're like, oh, what? The cartoon, then, the cartoon offered some, some like, you know, that's up for you to decide. Yeah, they were like, is it human food or dog food? Your choice. And like, this one is like, this one is like, it's dog food. He's weird. You're like, okay, all right. <laughs> and Mary Jane, when she hears it, she's just like, far out. I've never met another person who loves Scooby Snacks. Yeah, it's again, again, these people are really casual with the fact that they eat dog food. I feel like you'd be a lot more cagey about releasing that factoid to the world. <laughs> that you're like, hey, by BTW. Love me some smart pet treats, and like no, you'd be like, you'd be like, you'd be like, hey, I, kind of, I kind of dig it. That's not something you're just gonna volunteer, like when you first meet somebody. So you yeah, go like, so like, on a Tinder date, and yeah. you're just like, oh hey, how you how you doing? Uh, my name's Alex. Um, so have you ever what had you- a meow mix? Like, uh, yes. <laughs> Yo, I just want to say, fancy feast, not just for cats. It's pretty awesome. You know they put tuna in that. You're like, oh, okay, all right, dude, dude. Rachel, you ever had Rachel Ray's brand of dog food? It's like, it's pretty good. It's a little yeah. bit calorie dense, but like you know, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> straight up, straight up. Like, and then it's just, just, just down with it. You're like, okay. okay the rest, cool. of, the rest of this episode could just literally be me and Mike just, you know, naming pet foods and just be like. Oh, yeah, it's actually pretty good. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Screw a cocktail. At the next messed up at the next time messed up at midnight puts our money where our mouth is. We're just gonna eat dog food and nope. say if nope. Shaggy nope. or Shaggy nope. and nope. Isla nope. Fisher were right. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. That that is not happening. I want to make that very clear. Neither I nor Mike will be eating any sort, anything of that sort. And uh, Mike, you can do you can do you can do whatever you want. That is your right as an American. Me, no, nope, I'm nope. saying the messed up midnight podcast is saying this officially. No, we're, we're not. No, we are not. We're no, be we dog are. Food. No, we are not. No, Mike, I have already drank beer and milk for this podcast. I'm not eating dog food for it too. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You twisted my arm. I guess we'll. I guess we. I guess we'll table that discussion for later. So. Fast forwarding, Scooby Scooby goes back to sit with Fred, and oh yeah, by the way, shenanigans ensue. Fred try, like Scooby sees a cat and starts barking at it. Fred is like, okay, he just needs a little bit of discipline and, and flicks Scooby's nose, and Scooby just rears back and fucking decks Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Hell yeah, Scooby chases after that <laughs> cat. He's a fucking G. And what they actually, and what happens actually in the next scene is because Scooby did you know assault somebody on an airplane and chase after a cat he actually gets taken to tsa where afterwards he promptly gets taken to guantanamo bay waterboarded and then fucking gets got 
And I just yeah, describe what would happen if this was, if, you know, this was made after 9-11, which, by the way, when I wrote that joke, I was like, oh, wait, no, this was made after 9-11. Yeah, exactly. You thought this was made this like scene. Nope. Yeah, no, no, it's like you already know one year after fucking 9-11 like they're at scooby would not as- assault someone and like cause havoc on a plane and then be dealt with sanely like that motherfucker would be getting dr- like drowned and getting his like kneecaps busted like in like in like some torture chamber in guantanamo <laughs> Movies just need to be accurate about what happens if, you know, you do shit on an airplane. They t- we take that shit seriously now. <laughs> they took it even Absolutely. more seriously after this movie was released. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> after this, we immediately go to a surprise Mr. Bean appearance. I was not expecting this, but then when he showed up, I was like, oh, look, it's Mr. Bean in the early 2000s. And, you know. He's here too. He runs the island. Yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, word. So the whole issue is Mr. Bean's like, yo, these kids are like well behaved when they're leaving. Like, what the fuck is going on? They're supposed to be little shits. And I'm like, ah, yes, how how times have not changed even in the slightest. Yeah. (laughs) The example we get is Brad, the spiky haired extra. (laughs) <laughs> you, so he goes up and he's oh, like yeah. he starts talking to you no know, carol like oh hey how's it going and then carol's just standing there stoically and then picks brad up and just fucking throws him like 15 feet and like and that's it but what's the biggest mystery of all is why the fuck was this hairstyle even popular like who the fuck wanted to make their head a fucking pine cone or a, like a pine I tree say, i was about to say it's again 2000 styles was is always was always a sight to behold it always was it was it's it's amazing it's some it's some shit that you look back on and some shit that you're like oh we should bring that back that was a really cool novel idea and then there's some shit that you're just sitting there going what the fuck happened you see there's a reason like that we as a culture always try to go back to the 80s and it's because, okay, we look at the 90s and we have like flannel grunge and we're like, eh, no, not so much. And we see like the, the, the early, like, you know, the 2000s was like the spiky hair and shit. We're like, nope, 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 not that, not that, not that. Mm-hmm. These are like the 2010s yeah. and like, eh, it, it hasn't been long enough. So we've just been like stuck in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. It's, everyone just dressed. Everyone just dressed too grungy and homeless, like <laughs> in the, in the 90s. <laughs> So we get Spookapalooza, where it's mm-hmm. night and, you know, there's music, there's fire, the soundtrack slaps. That's all I can really say. We get, the, um, like, this one dude that's like Discount Imhotep from The Mummy. Yes! You, he yeah. does look like okay. a Discount Imhotep. So, yeah, I was this- sitting there just looking like, yeah, this motherfucker looks like he was a, he was a stunt double on The Mummy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he looks, he looks like somebody. And I was trying to figure out, I was like, if it's the same, I don't, I don't think it's the same guy. No, no it's, it's not, not the same guy. It's and 100% like, oh, yeah. not the same guy. No, they just got another, you know, bald guy with a similar face shape. And I'm like, that'll do. And he introduces <laughs> awesome. um, Zarkos, his friend, who's, who's supposedly like a luchador. And I, I just, by the way, that guy is actually an Australian mixed martial arts fighter. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Holy fuck, that's awesome. Can we just talk about how just they're like they're like on this spring break island that's supposed to be like super like tribal and voodoo-y. And then like they're like, also, there's a luchador here. And then everyone's like, yeah. And like, why why is a luchador here? Bro, you tell me, bro, not, you tell me like not. if you were out on spring break, like, I don't know. I don't know, like in Louisiana, like well, no, Louisiana is probably a bad choice. Uh, I mean, I would be. I I'll tell you this right now. I would go nuts. I would be like, "That's awesome." If you were, if you were on spring break in like Minnesota, if you were on spring break in like Minnesota, and someone was like, "And here's the Luchador," you'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> you'd be like, "Yeah, no." Again, again, not complaining. I'm just stating the fact that I'd be confused. I was like, I would sit there and be like, "Yeah," but like. From a business standpoint, how do they sit there and go, tribal? Cool. Chanting. Mm-hmm. Like open pit fire ceremony with a dance? Yes. Mm-hmm. Luchadors. You're like, yes. What? <laughs> I mean, sure. Okay. But in it, but I we could do we so let's circle back. All right. So they introduced the luchador. <laughs> they introduced the luchador, and you know, it's like, oh, you know, they're the guy's talking about, you know, the island and what it means. We get a random dude that comes up and stands next to Velma. The natives of the island are dancing. We get bad CGI fire, a skull disco ball. And it's just, it's all, you know, they're trying to like, they're setting up these two characters of Ngu Tao and Zarkos as, you know, oh, these could be the bad guys. So after this, this is when we get the skull disco ball and we go to Dead Mike's party. And Scooby-Doo gets – Scooby, Shaggy, and Mary Jane are walking through, you know, having a good time as these young people do. So Scooby gets a call and says, hey, come into the woods for some hamburgers. And Scooby's just like, oh, fuck yeah, food. And I feel like it's all – like – I feel like Scoo- like this movie really shows like, hey, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Just like offering food. He's like, I'll fucking do it. I'm, I'm here for it. Like, let, let's go. Hey, man. You want, you want to give me All hamburgers in the woods? All right, let's do it. Dude, a fucking sack of hamburgers. <laughs> like, I, I mean, you, okay. I'm not saying, like, I would do it. All I'm saying is I get it. Like, if someone was like, hey, do you want a free sack of hamburgers? My first question would be, what kind of hamburgers? The second would be, yes. <laughs> Like, I mean, so I can't blame Scooby. Are they medium rare? No. Are they medium? (laughs) No. I don't want them. Nope. Nope. Yeah, exactly. I don't want them. He goes, they're they're rare. You're like, like, Uh, uh, no. They are well done. Nope. 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 Like, I don't <laughs> want to eat a hockey puck. <laughs> Listen, a well done gets a harder no than like a rare because a rare is for like my own safety. Like it's like, eh, you know, I but I'm thinking about it, you know. It's like eh, maybe not, but this was well done. I'm just, that's a hard, like, nope, not doing it. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm good. <laughs> so Shaggy and Mary Jane are bonding. Shaggy gets Mary Jane like a stuffed, severed head, and she thinks that's adorable. I mean, I don't understand why all of my ex-girlfriends got mad when I just gave them a stuffed severed head. And like, you know, here it's just it's <laughs> yeah. cute. It's viewed as like, you know, wholesome, you know, but OK, whatever. You're so like, exactly. Go- <laughs> they're, they're like, quit calling me Jeffrey Dahmer. All right. It's cute and clever. It is a I assume gift. The, 
I assume your Pinterest board would have appreciated it, Carol. <laughs> Come on, Brittany. What the fuck? <laughs> so da- so we I've go. Been, I've bedazzled its eyes. <laughs> We're probably on like an FBI watch list by this point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So in another scene, Daphne interrupts a voodoo ritual by this random guy who's just like, hey, do not go in to the spooky island castle. He makes it very clear, like, don't go in there. And Daphne's like, no, fuck you. No, you want me to go or you don't want me to go. I'm going to go in there anyways. And then she just fucking leaves. And the voodoo guy's just like, what, what the fuck? Uh, okay, f- f- fine, go. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so we go to Scooby in the woods looking for the hamburgers. You know, he's following the signs and we get our first introduction when, you know, Scooby comes along, he sees the sack, he goes over to get him. We see the monsters, the monsters, Mike, the <sighs> creepy, not, well, they're not creepy in the sense of like, Oh, they're scary or ooh, spooky. It's just like, that uncanny valley, like, I know this is fake, but this is still, like, a little uncomfortable. It's, it's, yeah. The monsters are the not good part of the CGI of this movie. Yeah, it just is, like, again, these, like, like where, where I said Scooby before, like, didn't really look like he was a, there were times when he didn't really look like he was a part of the environment. These guys really don't look like they belong in their environment. Yeah, no, absolutely not. These guys look so incongruous. It's it's kind of ridiculous. So, yeah, anyway, so Scooby like straight up murders one of these creatures by fucking catapulting it with a tree. And and, you know, it goes off. Scooby runs in to the party. And he's like, he's calling out for the monster. He's calling out like monster, monster, monster. He goes up to Shaggy and you know, the music's rising. And what is it? And it's a guy wearing a bunny head. That fucking hits the whip in two thousand two. <laughs> did you notice this? Was I the only I, one? I did. I did. I did. And I was like, I sat there. and was just like, man. I was like, I was like, that bunny will never be fresh. And then he hit the fucking whip, and I was like, I know he spat my drink out, and I went, God, fucking damn, he is this, fresh with it though. This bunny was like twelve years, like or like he was like fourteen years before his time. Straight up, Michael J. Foxing it, going. I guess you guys weren't ready for that, but your fucking kids, kids will. <laughs> guys, twenty four fifteen of this movie, the hit play, the guy in the muddy mask, he fucking hits the whip. I swear to God. So Daphne, Daphne finds Shaggy and Scooby, and she's like, "Hey, come with me." So Daphne takes Shaggy and Scooby up to the Spooky Island Castle, and Shaggy and Scooby are the guys that like fucking survive in horror films. They're like, nope, not going in. Nope, don't want to do it. But then as soon as you offer them food, they're like, all right, fuck yeah, let's do it. So anyways, they go in. They all go in together. And by the way, Fred's there. And Velma is there too, who scares the shit out of Daphne. And I thought these guys were like broken up as a gang. But all of a sudden, there was like, okay, you know what? Let's, let's, let's split up. Let's split up. We're not together, but let's like split up and yeah, look for clues. Yeah, it, it's definitely... Is definitely super odd because they're like, ah, well, since we're together, let's work as a team. And you're like, I, okay, cool, all right. Like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I thought you guys hated each other a little more, but all right. It's been like 20 minutes, and, you know, we've already reunited. All right, 
<laughs> word, I guess. So Daph so Daphne goes away by herself, who's just like, I can do this, I can do this all by myself. Meanwhile, like Fred and Velma go one way and Shaggy and Scooby go the other way. I want to highlight a line for everybody. And it's Fred Jones talking to Velma, saying, Dorky chicks like you turn me on too. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, frat boy. I was like, frat boy energy right there. That was like, yes, God. I was like, I was like, there we go. That is the frat I want. A dumb, dumb, dumb himbo. Just... <laughs> I'm just sitting there being like, ah, yes. Fred Jones predicting the late 2010s e-girl craze of the Twitch era. Yeah. <laughs> Dorky chicks like you totally turned me on too. And I'm like, hell yeah, Fred. I was like, he's a little confused, but he got the spirit. You're like, I, I love, I love the energy. I love the energy. Could have worded it better. Yeah, you're like, you're like, you're like worded it better. <laughs> he could have really worded it better. So, one of the random henchmen, like he sees all this going on, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna go. Turn the ride on. So the, the henchman turns on the ride and this ride like runs Daphne over and like she's stuck on the hood of the ride. Shaggy and Scooby, they're like in this feast hall with like food. And then all of a sudden it like turns into hentai where like these rolls of sausage just start like grabbing Shaggy and Scooby and pulling them against a wall. And it's weird and kind of uncomfortable. I don't know if you felt that same way, Mike, but like... I don't know if I felt uncomfortable. I was just like, ah, this is a weird scene. I was, I was like, yeah, they're just... It's like, again, it doesn't seem like they're being choked or like being like having their lives threatened. It just seems like they're restrained by sausages, which is just... Is Restra weird. Restrained by sausages, title of your sex tape. I just want to know the details of what goes on in that sex tape to where the phrase restrained by sausages is a, is a warranted title. <laughs> I, I'm going to leave that up for your imagination. Damn, damn. The scariest thing, truly. So, Shang and Scooby, they're getting restrained by sausages. Friend Velma almost killed by like swinging axes. Shaggy and Scooby are yelling at each other. Um, Velma decides like oh we need to like start pulling out like a book to try to you know get a way out because there's like a little door and they're like okay it's always a book and they're like these shelves of books so they start pulling them pulling them pulling them and then eventually like a swinging axe is getting really close it's getting so close that Velma throws Fred a book Fred uses it pr to protect himself he gets launched through a glass like mirror into a control room and then he just fucking dies he actually lacerates his throat and just he, like just bleeds out dude that henchman man just comes over and just nicks his head he's gone fred's <laughs> gone there are four left this is spooky island for survival baby <laughs> I just love that. If the henchman just like ran over and like stabbed him in the throat and then just ran off, you're like, you're like, God damn, these guys are ruthless. He just stabs him in the throat. just like, I still know what you did last summer. Oh my God. And we're making the callbacks, baby. It's all about comedy, man. Absolutely. Callbacks, baby. Absolutely. 
So Fred and Velma, like they go through. Velma pulls the final book and they're like, oh, look, it's like a little a little hallway. So they go through and they're trying like they're they're looking at like this control room, seeing the behind the scenes. And I want to point out another line that Shaggy and Scooby say when they when like the everything starts shutting down. They're like, I think I believe it's Shaggy that says, reminds me of the time that we tried to eat that guy in a hot dog costume. So in this universe, Shaggy and Scooby tried to literally eat another human being. That's, you know what? We all make mistakes in the heat of passion there. All right. <laughs> Listen, I pick up on these little lines and I bring them to y'all. because like y'all need to I've know. Been, I, we've been, I've been hungry too. I've been hungry too. I've sat there and just seen the dancing donut out, the dancing ice cream cone outside of Baskin Robinson. I've been like, God damn. You're like, ah, yes. You're about to make me act up. (laughs) Friend Velma in this control room, they stumble across a training video on how to be a young adult, complete with sketches using the hip language of the time of what to do and what not to do. Now I'm going to read you exactly what you should do in a situation, you know, when you're at a party and someone knocks your drink out of your hand. Sorry, bro. (laughs) No big whoop dog. Yo, you catch that new vid on the box? True dat. I'm up to the snizzuff on all popular trends. Snap zoom in. Word. That's I love it. That, I that, love that, I love that it. is the thing. That is it. And you know something? Maybe at like at the time, you know, it was maybe like, oh, oh haha, they're using the, you know, the, the language of the youth. But now in like 2022, I'm just like, it's fucking hilarious. I it's, loved it. You're like, yeah. You're like, I you're like, I want this. I want everyone to speak like this. <laughs> Why can't we go back to these times, guys? <laughs> Let's make the two thousands the eighties. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So while this is going on, Daphne goes over into like a random chamber and sees the Millennium Puzzle from Yu-Gi-Oh sitting there. It's like a little fucking pyramid thing that she takes and then almost gets trapped, but like she does escape. And keep that Millennium Puzzle in mind. We'll we'll come back to that. The Scooby and Shaggy come across what I can only really describe as like a sitcom set. And we get the legendary, are you challenging me? Meme. Oh, in, yeah, yeah. In this movie. It's amazing. Absolutely. It's just amazing it's how great. one frame can become a meme. Hell yeah. It's, so they, it's amazing. So they have like a burp and a fart contest, which. Respect. Respect. I get like, I get it. They, like there are certain times when, like, I'm like, no, this is not funny. But then there are other times when I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Farting. It will always be funny. Daphne enters and has a reaction. And I'm honestly surprised that like Shaggy just straight up just didn't shart himself. I was about to say he was ripping ass hard. I was like, I'm surprised the man didn't rip of your sex tape. All right, moving on. That's your secret. <laughs> That's the Mo- secret. Moving, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Well, Mike, you don't want to talk about ripping it. Moving on. So, so an alarm sounded, 
And long story short, the gang has to get out. There's another, there's like a gag where they have to dress up to blend in in the background. The luchador that's not a luchador is like, is there too. So long story short, gang, gang escapes and they return to tell Mr. Bean like, Hey, you know, you're, you're a suspect. So they're at like this little bar place talking like, Hey, you're a suspect. The discount mummy guy watches Velma from a distance, work on the millennium puzzle that Daphne got earlier. And we get that. I mentioned a guy that like went to go stand next to Velma earlier. We get that same dude wearing the same Led Zeppelin shirt from earlier. Like he looks like the bassist of a Kyle core band and he's doing his best to flirt with Velma, which Mike, I want to ask you something. What was this guy's name? Nathan? <laughs> Sorry, that took me off guard. Nathan? No. Because on IMDb, this guy is credited as he's only credited as Velma's friend. Oh. Yeah. Damn. R- that's damn. rough, dude. Rough out here. Dude, like rough out even- rough out here for a guy. You can't you can't even get a name, so like so you anyway, can't even get a you can't put some put put a name to the man. Put a name to his respect. <laughs> <laughs> so Velma is talking to her friend about the good old days. And we get a flashback. We get to see Fred's shitty Justin Bieber like shredder haircut again one last time. And it was, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you know, this was here, this was here. But like, oh, not everything was good. And then we get the worst fucking thing of all. We get scrappy fucking do. I hate that little son bitch. I, I hate that little bastard. Oh, yeah, and he pees on Daphne <laughs> and like, that's the whole joke. And I'm like, oh, OK. All that, right. That, that, that's nice. So, yeah, he gets fired and I'm really hoping we don't see him for the rest of this movie, but I have a feeling. I, I, I have a, I have a deep, deep, sad feeling (laughs) that he's going to come all back. Unfortunately. So yeah, the, um, by the way, the monsters return in this next scene. We come in, we like, we come back and the monsters are now invading this, I don't know, like hotel bar area. I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck to call it. And Fred is like trying to ensure be like, hey guys, calm down. Like he's wearing like Jenko jeans and he's telling people to calm down. It like he's like, Oh, there's no such thing as like ghost schools, goblins, and monsters. That's when the that's when the monsters finally start breaking through. One of them breathes on Fred and he just fucking just passes out. Velma, like she gets taken by one of the monsters. So she drunkenly tries to like take its mask off um but it's not working and they're like oh fuck what's going on here so daphne mm-hmm. gets the puzzle she tries to use like ninja shit to protect mr bean but he know, just like, gets fucking snatched and dragged to fucking hell yeah he's straight up like a monster comes breaking through the floor grabs mr bean's ass and just fucking and just drags just, his ass <laughs> and daphne's just like uh well i fucking tried <laughs> yeah i like i like that daphne sits there and it's just like it's like can't wait, can't get them all. And she just fucking just goes, and you're like, damn, Daphne, that's ruthless. Like, I'm Daphne, like, for all you know, he just died. 
<laughs> she, she's like, she's like, yo, that's whack. And she just keeps going. <laughs> like, damn, that sucks. And Shaggy asks, you know, like, oh, Scooby-Doo, where are you? But Scooby tries to, you know, do some solid snake type shit by getting in a briefcase, or like having something covering him. And there's like walking away, but a monster comes up, fucking picks it, like takes it off and or takes the briefcase off him and sees Scooby and like, oh, yay. We get some shenanigans throughout where Scooby does. I don't know. Scooby does things, I guess. I was about to like, say, I was about to say this, this whole, the whole scene can literally be summed up to Shaggy, Scooby, Daphne and Mary Jane just all get into shenanigans and run around and do shit until Scooby drives them out of a second story fucking window. I believe it was no, I believe it was three stories where they like just get careened out and they Oh, it is no, you're right. It is three stories. It is three stories. There's so many times throughout this movie where I could literally just be like, and they and like like Shaggy, Scooby, Mary Jane, Daphne, they all go careening out the side of a of a three-story building. They hit the ground, they fucking die. The end. Yeah, you're like that, and and scene, and they did not recover. Uh, Shaggy snapped his neck, and Daphne fucking died. <laughs> so they, so they go there. Set, so they all go hide from the monsters. Um, Mary Jane has like a great idea of like, hey, let's call the Coast Guard. I'm like, okay, you know that that seems that seems hey, like that's a sensible. good idea. That's sensible. That seems like a really level-headed response of. Let's just call the fucking Coast Guard. We're we're out of our element. So they do call the Coast Guard and they call. They're like, okay, we'll have some people over there. Just wait at the beach. And the Coast Guard hangs up. And then everything turns green around the Coast Guards and they start maniacally laughing. Like, damn, they got to the Coast Guard. Yeah, they, they did get to the Coast Guard, but the Coast Guard ain't getting to them. Absolutely. You're goddamn right. <laughs> So yeah, the MJ, Daphne, Shaggy, and Scooby, they wake up on the beach and then they're they're like, okay, oh, I guess the Coast Guard didn't go. So you know what we're gonna do? We're we're gonna try to find like the next best thing. So we so Coast Guard said no. Let's go to Sugar Ray. He'll he'll help us. Sugar Ray will help <laughs> us. <laughs> I you know what? All I gotta say, it's my default too. When I'm like, when I'm like, when I'm like law enforcement and the military will not assist me in my endeavors, I consult Sugar Ray. You just got a poster and just prayed it like, Sugar, dear please, Sugar Ray, please, please help me during these please, times. Please Mark, please Mark McGrath. I think that's his name. <laughs> that, that That's his name, I think. Yeah, that is that is one hundred percent the motherfucker's name. I'm so proud of myself. I remember the dude from this year from Sugar Ray's name. Listen, listen, we are scholars of the late '90s and early 2000s here at the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. <laughs> That's hell yeah. Okay, well, in any case, I always sit there and pray and go, "Help me, Mark McGrath. What <laughs> what should I do?" And you just. You know, with his frosted tips, just get up there and just sweetly serenades you, and you're like, "Yeah, yes, I have, I have a direction now. I, I know Thank my, you. I know my purpose now. Thank you." <laughs> so the gang splits up at this part at this like pool party where Sugar Ray is there. Um, for and I'll, by the way, we we see Fred, and Fred is now talking like a cool kid, saying things like, "Oh, so the Beatles was like what?" And I was like, "Later." on using you know all of those all those hip words that us kids 
say. Again, love it. I love it's, it. It's amazing. More. I especially love like the early stage of like that white puka shell necklace, except it's like with oh, shark yeah. teeth instead. I'm just like, yeah, it's it's awesome. It, it works. And the um, the wrestler that we saw earlier steals the Millennium Puzzle from Daphne. Shaggy and Scooby are actually chased by like a horde of zombies from the 2000s in, into like this shack. Okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get on these dirt bikes here. Shaggy on one, Scooby on another, and it, it just get, it gets so fucking cool, guys. Shaggy gets God married. God damn, it's back. rad. Like, it's, it's fucking awesome. awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. They're just on fucking quad bikes, fucking running. Would you have it's, ex- so, it's so cool. Would you have expected a uh, quad bike scene in Scooby-Doo? Like I gotta Scooby-Doo be honest. Movie? No, no, no. That's a little too... Bro, I... Bro, how, bro, that is some sponsored by Red Bull shit right there. What the fuck? No, I would not expect that in Scooby fucking do. And I've watched John Cena show up in Scooby Doo. All right, I feel like I'm ready for anything. That is, didn't like the WWE sponsor like a like they did like, like a crossover two, like a with Scooby Doo. Yeah, the WWE did a fucking crossover. That's, Look it up. It was funny as shit. That that that's that's amazing and that's horrifying. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin, what are you doing here? Stone Cold Steve Austin was the ghost all along. <laughs> hey, listen, every time we mention Stone Cold, I'm gonna say, "Hey, Stone Cold, like we want to be on your podcast. Like, let's make that, let's make that happen, please. Like, I will take a stunner by you. Like, if it means being on your podcast, I'll drink a couple I'll of like- Steve Wisers. I'll get in that ring and I'll take a Stone Cold stunner. What? I I love." <laughs> I I won't take a stone cold stunner, but I am also interested. I am I am unwilling to get hurt, but I am okay with being on the podcast. Life has hurt me enough, Michael. I'm ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Why do I need to get hurt more? So getting back to Scooby Doo and getting away from Stone Cold Steve Austin for a moment. So Chasey ensues. Mary Jane gets like she gets hit by a tree branch. And we see this like weird demon face, but then everything snaps together. Like, what's going on? And they, you know, they come together. They there's a breather. Scooby's like trying to tell Shaggy, like, "Yo, something's up." They 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 need a lesson on the bro code, basically. Shaggy, they need a lesson because like like if your bro says like, "Hey, I think she's got crazy eyes," listen listen to him. Just fucking listen to him again again. Again, the hindsight is only 2020 with you. It is not. It is much better with your friends. So when a buddy goes bad, bad vibes all around, you don't go. What do you know? You go. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Thanks for letting me know, man. He's like, dude, just get out. Just get out right now. Yeah. But, you know, you know, Shaggy doesn't listen. Shaggy's too smitten. So he's like, what do you know, asshole? And he pushes him down a pit. No, he doesn't push him down a pit. Like, he, like a pit just kind of opens up and Scooby just falls through. And then Scooby's just like, or Shaggy's like, he, he finally, he turns one and he's like, oh, I need to go save my friend. I need to go save Scooby. So Shaggy pulls like a, the he's my best friend card and then fucking dives headfirst into a pit. Like, 
that could have been like five feet and he could have just dived head first yeah. and just, you just was, died. I was about to say, just a concrete and he just like slams. <laughs> End of movie. <laughs> so Shaggy runs oh. across the souls of the damned. And they're like these severed like blue heads and I'm, okay, it's it's a decision that they certainly made. So he is able to like reach in and pulls out the, the heads of his friends. So like pulls out Velma, like they talk. Shaggy sends Velma flying back to her body. When Velma, when Velma's, when the Velma's soul gets back into her body, the creature pops out and the creature's in the sun. And then the creature like gets hives and explodes. Okay. Cool. That's a decision. Yeah, it's it just get yeah, it, it literally breaks out into the hives. <laughs> which is just which is just a really interesting way they die. That's no, no, it, it. There's no no other anecdote. It's just kind of like they explode. Yeah, that's a, yeah, they explode. And you're like, oh, okay. Fair. So so Shaggy reaches back in, he pulls out Fred, and I want to point out another line here where Fred says, Someone must have spiked my root beer, man. Talk me down, man. Talk me down, which you're like, you're like Fred, I'm, I don't know how to say this, but I think we're past talking you down, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure that's like an exact line that either you or me have said to one another was like, talk me down, man. <laughs> talk me down. Talk me down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, one of us has turned to the other person at some point and has said that phrase. <laughs> Just talk me down, man. Just talk me. Down. I was like before we're about to do something really fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. So he sends. So he sends. Exactly. So he sends Fred's soul. Shaggy reaches back in, pulls out a random guy. He's like, nope, not what I'm looking for. Puts that dude's soul right back in there like a cold heart. God damn, that is ice cold. (laughs) Fucking ice cold in Shaggy's veins, man. God damn. Like, hell yeah, man. Good good on you. So Velma's like, you'll be damned to hell. (laughs) Fine by me. Burn for eternity, bitch. So Velma runs into Daphne's body. And... Okay, I thought I thought you know I thought Daphne's you know soul wasn't released or like maybe we missed that, and eventually and she opens the door, pulls Daphne into another room, and you know a soul enters her body. The creature comes out and it explodes. Okay, we think everything's cool except no, it's Fred's soul that went into Daphne's body. Okay, cool. Fred, really? All right. it, it's Fred says, hey. I can look at myself naked. Yeah, and it's just Belma just sits there and goes, "Oh, ew," and just like walks off. And everyone else who's watching this also goes, "Oh, oh, okay." Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's just all like it's it it it's it's all certainly a thing that happened. So, anyways, <laughs> Shaggy has released all the all the souls. The gang comes together and they're all switching bodies, which, you know, to be fair, is impressive. Like they all go through like different impressive acting where, you know, they physically have to like pretend to be someone and, you know, like Shaggy pretending to be Fred. Matthew Little pretending to be Shaggy, pretending to be Fred. Freddie Prince Jr. pretending to be like Velma pretending like it, it's all it's all very it, these guys just like they did. They did a very good job. So, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Things happen. Okay, everybody's back into their original body. Awesome. An explosion happens. They go over. It's the voodoo guy. And Velma offers more exposition about like the Millennium Puzzle. It's cool. Creatures are going to be taking over the world. They need to sacrifice a pure soul. And the movie fucking goes there and is like, yo, 
This movie, we're going to sacrifice Scooby-Doo. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, they're going to kill Scooby. Hey, we're going to kill this dog. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, well, of course they're going to fucking get Scooby-Doo. Like, they're not going to pick fucking Shaggy. Like, I mean, he's, no, they're going to be like, yeah, it's obviously going to be the dog. <laughs> we're going to kill an actual dog that doesn't know any better <laughs> and you're like you're like this is morally conflicting so we get a scene between mr bean and scooby-doo where he's like hey you're gonna be a sacrifice your friends don't love you anymore okay that happens we go back to the gang and Sha- shaggy's the goat okay he's a goat because you want to know what he does shaggy's like hey you want to know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna eat me a scooby snack and then i'm gonna go save my best friend i'm just like dude Bar. Hell yeah, Shaggy! Bars. Get get you a Shaggy in your life, man. Get you a Shaggy in your life. If you don't have a Shaggy in your life, like DM Michael Flaherty and he'll give you some encouragement. Absolutely, I'm I'm here. I'll, I'll, DM Max Steel. He'll also give you encouragement. Hey man, I'm just like really, gr- I'm just really going through it. Like, I just don't think she loves me. Fucker, move on. Do, do pull-ups in a field by yourself. Fucking go fight <laughs> bears. That's all you need. What are you, Khabib? Why are you, why are you telling me you want to fight bears? Listen. Some, sometimes, man, there are some times when a man finds himself alone in the woods, face-to-face with danger, and no one else is around, and you gotta ask yourself, do you have the scrote to go toe-to-toe with a fucking bear? Thanks, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Damn your another, 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 There's a cougar on me. <laughs> another movie we should cover on this podcast. But moving on. Hell yeah, I'm down. <laughs> so the gang comes together and is like, "Hey, we need to like come up with like a plan to try to you know get like get everything on track." So we get like an Evan Olsen song. We get planning. We get ropes. We get Matthew Lillard. We had Velma trying to hang Shaggy. It's a montage. It's great. And suddenly thing like, you know, the plan that they originally had don't work doesn't work. And Shaggy crashes into the, like this ritual sacrifice guy. And okay, then all like the, you know, the, the college kids come out and like they start doing like the they're starting to do like this chanting. Shaggy sees Scooby like getting pampered. Everyone starts tribal dancing. Friend Velma just join in. Mr. Bean is they're wearing something. Rope. Yeah, it's, it's like robes or something. But yeah, he's he's here. Uh, he he he's also there. Shaggy's like stolen the clothes of like one of the other you know guys, and you know they're dancing like the, all everybody points. Fred's doing like the electric slide, and he's and everyone's like, dude, really? Like, come on, really? Like, Fred's like not blending in at all. He gets taken hostage from the tribe from like Cannibal Holocaust. It it's weird. So yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, Mr. Bean has a Millennium Puzzle that'll bring the end of the world. Yep. Th- those are all things that are happening in this movie. It is the the last twenty minutes of the movie just uh, was just under would just uh, was like was like kicking into high fucking gear and then it just sped everything the hell up. So. <laughs> If it sounds like we're moving faster, it's because the movie is. Yeah, so basically Mr. Bean, like Scooby, like Shaggy's trying to say, like, you know, 
he's talking to Scooby, trying to like reason, like, no, a sacrifice is not a good thing. You know, just listen to me. We are two trippy peas in a far out pod. And then, oh, by the way, there's a machine that's going to take the soul of Scooby Doo. Mr. Bean places the millennium like millennium puzzle on his chest to absorb the souls of the damned. Shaggy swings in to rescue to rescue Scooby, then knocks Mr. Bean stone dead while everyone tries to chase the severed head of Scooby Doo. The soul is like flying around. That that happened. That is a thing that has been put to screen. It's <laughs> it's it's so much. Like I can't make quips or sit there and just be like, ha ha ha, it bounces around because it's like so I just fast. was watching that, just going, what, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, hell yeah! I was like, I, I could, I sit there just in my head was just going, hell yeah, we're all right, it's like, happening. Okay, that, that that that's fine. And but oh yeah, by the way, Mr. Bean is a robot, and it was Scrappy Doo all along. Just that is the thing that happened. Fuck this fucking movie. <sighs> Scrappy Doo, then it turns into a monster. And Mike, what what you, Mike? What do you think of Scrappy Doo's transformation? Not good. Yeah, no. It, it's it's you know if I gotta say, if if you gotta look through cinema's lexicon of transformations of the 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 the, the antagonist like getting the power and getting stronger and warping and changing mm-hmm. this is one of the transformations ever <sighs> just one of them <laughs> it is one of them <laughs> that's yeah, the it, nicest thing I can say it's like some weird uncanny valley like type shit that yeah he just warps and inflates and like it's this weird overlay of like 2000 CGI. And like you said, uncanny Valley is the best way of putting it just Mm -hmm. because it's, it's there. It's not like early nineties, mid to late eighties CGI where you're like, not real, not realistic at all. It just looks stupid. Mm -hmm. Like this is the just there, just there, Mm -hmm. but not close enough. We are, and because it's not close enough, it's mm-hmm. oh lord! It is so obvious and so weird. Yeah, it, 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 it is certain. It's certainly a thing that happened with this movie. So we get like divided up into like there are like three different things going on. So there's like Fred using like a rope to fight henchmen. We have Daphne fighting this professional wrestler. We have Shaggy and Scooby trying to fight Scrappy. Like it that that is all those are all things that are going on right now. And I'm just gonna give like a couple of the highlights. So Daphne is about to get just fucking murked by this pro wrestler, but she overcomes the odds and bites the wrestler's hand and then delivers like, I don't know, a like 1080 spinning hook kick to the wrestler then fucking curb stomps him through a grate and he falls to his death. We have Fred doing ninja shit with the ropes to kill the henchmen. (laughs) Scrappy-Doo is chasing Scooby and Shaggy is like, 
he begins to like operate this machine. He gets choked. Oh, before he gets there, he gets choked by Mary Jane. Scrappy takes Scooby. Mm-hmm. So when the wrestler falls, it tilts over the souls of the dam, like in the little fountain. And while and they that, all just fucking scatter. Yeah, they just fucking scatter. They all go back to like their original bodies, how they know how to find them. I have no fucking clue. So mm-hmm. Shaggy stabs Scrappy with this like mechanical robot arm while like and then that releases all the souls of the damned there and so yeah yay uh the day is saved fred and daphne kiss and the real mr bean oh by the way the real mr bean is revealed like oh he's like looking very homeless and is like saved by shaggy while mr bean is straight up looking like at the, the the author alan moore Velma. Yeah, he does look like Alan Moore. He looks like <laughs> Rowan Atkinson doing a fucking Alan Moore impression. He's gonna go and like just sit some like and write some comic books or some shit. And then he's gonna and he's gonna scream and rant about how Hollywood is an evil, evil like zitty pustule of a, of a being. Give us Rowan Atkinson doing that, please. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson's been too happy. <laughs> I, mean, I need him to be mad. I don't even know what that would look like. Exactly. <laughs> Feels like my point proven. Yeah. So yay, the day is sh- the day is saved. Velma's friend. So Velma friend zones. Velma's friend. Shaggy and Scooby reunite. They you know. Oh, like I love you, Scooby Doo. I love you, Shaggy. And even Shaggy gets Mary Jane, the girl. And you know, I'm sure he'll have the other Mary Jane later so yeah yeah. it's revealed like oh shaggy like scrappy gets taken away i think the professional wrestler gets arrested too the press is there uh fred grows by letting velma speak to the press and you know they do the whole like you know oh mystery ink is back and i really i really feel like the last like you know couple of minutes was just me saying like and the day is saved and the day is saved yeah, it, it all got really, it got so fucking self-congratulatory at the end. I was sitting there literally going, oh, for the love of God, we get it. The day has been saved. Move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apart from like a scene where Shaggy and Scooby get an all-you-can-eat buffet where they eat like extremely spicy stuff, where I really wish like Sean Evans came out and, you know, interviewed the gang do, while doing hot. He started asking Shaggy really specific questions about dodging the draft in Vietnam. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, have you not heard that conspiracy about what the uh, Shaggy dodged Vietnam? Yeah, that that like uh so there's this so for those that don't know, there there there's this conspiracy theory that surrounds uh the reason uh, the mystery team are together and it's because Fred and Shaggy are dodging the draft and Daphne is Fred since she's Fred's girlfriend she's obviously down for him not going to Vietnam Velma is a conscientious object Velma is a conscientious objector and uh, Scooby is and Scooby is just a fucking dog so and they're just on the they're just on the lamb dodging the draft what? <laughs> I've never uh, heard this. Bro, look it up. It's weird. It's wild. It's wild. Because it's just, it explains, like, they, every single, like, 
but how how about this? Then they, they explain it. It's so funny. Uh, yes. So in the context of, you know, dodging the draft, you have the greats like Muhammad Ali saying that he isn't going to go and, you know, he isn't going to go. And then you have Shaggy Rogers up there as well. <laughs> Uh, all right i learned something new oh yeah by the way that's the fucking movie that is fucking scooby-doo 2002 mike what are your thoughts uh great it's a hit of nostalgia i still think it holds up i do i think it's got some real fucking flaws Mm-hmm. boy does it oh yeah but i still feel like at at its heart it's a kids movie that if you sat a fucking kid in front of today they would have fun and go it's the it's the people i know and would derive it, i feel like i feel like this movie's great i feel like it's great yeah, got- and for nostalgia totally recommend it totally you don't even need to drink this is just a fun hit hit of nostalgia to the veins yeah, this was this definitely sent me back. Like like I said, guys, this was one of the movies that was in my rotation as a kid. And watching this, you know, you pick up you pick up on new things after not seeing it for several years. And so yeah, if this was a movie that was a part of your childhood, definitely go back and take a look at all the early two thousands gloriousness that is Scooby Doo two thousand two. So and if you want. I would not recommend to try our, you know, Scooby-Doo cocktail, especially considering that it has NyQuil in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, at your own risk. We do not condone it, but at your own risk. <laughs> do it at your own risk. <laughs> we are not, from a medical perspective, do not do this. That is, this is a bad idea. Do not. <laughs> but... If you do and don't go to the hospital, let us know how it went. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that does it for this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, and we will see you next week. See you next week, everyone.